Auto sequence start in five, four, three, two, one. Well, hello there. Welcome, my fellow Irish lads and lassies, to another installment of Canned Conversation. My name is Andrew, and with me, as always, is my good friend, Stephen. Hello. Tell me, my friend, are you on Team Corn Beef and Cabbage or Team Bangers and Mash? Uh, Corn Beef and Cabbage. Woohoo! I'm going to go with that. <laughs> that's, a, that's a good selection there. I also enjoy the corned beef and cabbage. Are you planning on having corned beef and cabbage? I do not. For the holiday? I am not Irish. Oh, so that prevents you from it having... It does. It prevents me from eating what the Irish people eat on their, their given holiday. <laughs> okay, so you just respect their culture as separate. It's not that you're against it. It's not like I'm not drinking margaritas on Cinco de Mayo, <laughs> but I'm not I'm not eating corned beef and cabbage per se on on yeah St. Patty's Day. So okay, well we do uh, when when available. Uh, meaning for me, I'm going to have to work extra uh, tomorrow, but then on Friday we're going to have it as a catch up. But uh, nice. I, I love that. I'm not turning it down. I'm just saying I don't think we're planning right. on having it. Uh, and I have ordered the bangers and mash from Irish restaurants when we've gone because I do enjoy some uh, sausage and mashed potatoes is essentially what that is. I don't know why they just don't call it sausage and mashed potatoes. <laughs> bangers is much more fun. Uh, yeah. well. And I think I nailed the uh, Irish accent on that opening well, hello, hello there, right? I it threw me off. I'll get, <laughs> you get credit for throwing me off on that one. I didn't really practice, but I'm pretty sure that that just came out naturally in an Irish my, accent. My Irish comes out like a pirate, so I don't think that's right. <laughs> well, I'll listen. I'll have to listen back and see how that went. Uh, so we sent you away on vacation last week uh, to lounge on the beach and uh, drink some. Uh, I don't know what. Whatever you drank. Pina coladas and some Excellent. some Florida brand beers, which was awesome, which I cannot find up here, and I'm kind of ticked about it, but ah. I drank some great beer down there. Very nice. Uh, I, on the other hand, had to put in a, a bunch more hours at work and uh, and do that and sit on Sounds war room like bridges and what have you. Just as much fun. <laughs> Did not get to drink any Florida beers, so oh. my hat's off to you. Hopefully, uh, we'll get to switch places at some point. <laughs> <laughs> all right. And all this is to say that uh, we have been off for a little while, so we're going to try to keep it in the lanes. But, uh, yeah, you know, who knows? You know. Yeah. So as is our hobby, one of us brings a canned beverage to sample. And uh, while we snarf down its contents, we will regale you with fun facts and trivial bits of knowledge about the latest holiday. Later in the show, we'll review and rate the canned beverage and let you know if you should try it while attending your next fish. You know what that is? No. I thought you mispronounced something. Did you say fash? Fesh. Fesh. It is a uh, Irish dance competition. And in fact, one of our good friends, Andy, uh, his... Is he a fesher? His daughter. Is a fesher? Is a fesher. Is it the ones that wear the curly, like, blonde wigs that do the weird, like, river dance stuff? Uh, they do an Irish dance. That's what I mean. And it probably, it may be near a river. Uh, it, it is it, this week uh, on near the Missouri and the Mississippi <laughs> for us. Yeah. Uh, same river dance. Shout out to Andy and his... Fesher, Fesher daughter, uh, who kills it. Apparently, I see his updates and uh, nice. Yeah, she, that's a talent. That's yeah. that's some crazy skill with your legs. Yeah, her team like uh, goes to uh, lots of competitions and 
kills it there. And then apparently this week they're on the full tour. Uh, of, and this week is, uh, by the way, St. Patrick's Day. That's what we are talking about, if I haven't mentioned it specifically. Um, so uh, good luck out there, Andy and Andy's feshing daughter. Feshing? Yeah. All right. Uh, so let's play the uh, entrance music for the third member of our show and the can. Uh, so we'll uh, dig deep and get that. My father, who was Irish, was sent to work at the age of 11. And he liked that I got myself a job. He- dig some Irish music. I can tell you that right now. <laughs> that is uh, some Irish jam right there for you. I like the Irish rock, too. Um, but like that is Flogging good. Molly kind yes, of thing? Yes. I, it's fun to jam to that. Yeah. Um, so I had a guy at work who could play um, this cool Irish jig on his guitar and play harmonic, like the, the harmonica jiggish part of it. Oh, oh nice. And it was, re- and I saved it. I'm like, this is the best thing I've ever seen. It was awesome. So, love me some Irish jigging. All right, what'd you bring us? Uh, So, this one actually comes to us from my lovely wife. Um, So, she saw this at the store while I was working those ungodly hours and uh, thought of us. So, she brought it home. Um, It is Public House, which we've had before. Um, It is called Flynn's Irish Red, in keeping with the holiday. Uh, So, this is an Irish uh, ale. And I'm I looking like, at five like percent alcohol red. by volume. It is a, a typical size twelve ounce can. Nothing out of the ordinary there. Nothing fun or exciting about that. It has a picture of Saint Patrick, I believe, on the front of the can, and uh, he is adorned with the Irish flag behind him and a snake. And uh, we'll get to that. Oh, okay. Here in the episode. Oh, great. If you, uh, I don't know what the snake means, but I'm snake. guessing you're going to educate <laughs> me about it. That's right. So, so we're going to open up this can this here. St. James, Missouri Brewery Public Ooh. House. Yeah, it is. We've, uh, we passed that on the way to our Branson trip yeah. that we went to for uh, Christmas. I was like, oh, hey, there's Public House, uh, which we had just tried. I think it's the Giddy Goat. Um, oh, I've passed that place, too. I don't think I've ever put two and two together. The <laughs> Public House is the actual brewery. Yeah. Yeah. I've, yeah. yeah. It's, yeah just, it's before you get to Rolla. Yeah, I opened the window and I was like, five star, five star, get a goat. Was it five star? I I did. Yeah, I didn't. (laughs) All right. So as I mentioned, um, we had a quick break here. Normally, we try to get out the holiday episode uh, to enjoy as it approaches. So usually a week before. However, uh, as is the case this week, we're going to... uh, put all of our little studio elves to fast and furious work to try to get this out on St. Patrick's day. So hopefully you're listening to it tomorrow. This is how life works. Sometimes. <laughs> right. And, uh, as is our tradition for the holiday, we like to talk about some of the origins and, uh, some fun facts. I'll quiz Steven along the way and see how much he knows. Obviously he has no idea about a snake. So, so that we're not be, starting off. Well, that'll be one of the questions. All right, so uh, let's start early in the timeline here uh, during the life of St. Patrick. Uh, So he was a missionary. He's been credited with bringing Christianity to Ireland, who, as the story goes, used a three-leaf clover to explain the Trinity to the people of Ireland. Okay. All right, so um, let's see. 
Just as a, a now, there's a, also a legend that he drove the snakes out of Ireland. That is the snake reference. Legend. Uh, so true or false? Are there snakes in Ireland? True. There, there are snakes, and that's not a true false question. That's a yes or no. There are snakes in Ireland. There has to be snakes. <laughs> well, maybe someone imported them and keeps them as a pet, but from what I understand, there are no uh, natural snakes in Ireland. Um, being it that is an island, it was surrounded by uh, water, and apparently the last glacial period uh, made it too cold. Wiped for, all the snakes out? Yeah, they were, they're cold-blooded, so it, any snakes that were on that piece of land died. And then the glacier moved away, melted, and created what is now the Isle of Ireland. And so there were no snakes to be had. Um, so the scholars believe that the snake story is an allegory for St. Patrick eradicating the pagan ideology. So it never happened. Not with physical snakes. Not physical snakes, likely. <laughs> a story to, uh, you know, in, in entertain the children for bedtime. Not gonna lie, I don't, I don't hate that about Ireland that they don't have snakes. They probably don't hate that either. No. <laughs> All right. Um, so we celebrate St. Patrick's Day on uh, March seventeenth. Unlike uh, many other religious figures whose birth we celebrate, this one comes at the end oh, of the death Patrick's day? life. That was his day of death, March 17, 461. 461? 461 is when St. Patrick Three digits, died. 461. Three digits. <laughs> it's a long time ago. It was very long ago, and uh, that was the first St. Patrick's Day. He didn't uh, celebrate it very well. Um, and then... So it took a little while, but um, later on, and we'll get to it in our timeline here of uh, events, uh, later on it became the official holiday. Uh, so true or false, St. Patrick was born, raised, and died in Ireland. False. Oh, that's a good, a good answer there. It is false. He was born in Roman Britain, uh, which is now sort of either England, Scotland, or Wales. You didn't let me answer that, so I was going to say. Were you? One of those three. <laughs> <laughs> so he could be English or g'day, mate, you know? Right, yeah. Um, so he, Australian. He, uh, he was kidnapped at the age of 16, uh, taken to Ireland as a slave. And there he uh, escaped about six years later. Uh, <laughs> and returned. Dora? <laughs> yes. <laughs> okay. Keep going. Um, so six years about or so, he, he's, he was there, and uh, but he got out, returned after... Uh, some time to convert the Irish. And he uh, established several monasteries, churches, and schools, yeah. all in the name of Christianity. Well, good on him. Yes. He drove that pagans out like the snakes they are. Wow. <laughs> oh, I was just calling back to the snake legend issue. story. Yep. Green. Uh, the church began observing this special feast day. And uh, legend has it, it was because they had brewed a weird batch of beer that turned green. Uh, so they needed to figure out how to uh, tie that in. And they started celebrating in 1631. If you do that the math correctly, it's a little that. over 1,200 years later. Yeah. Or right at about 1,200 years later. <laughs> okay. All right. That story about the green beer was completely made up. Uh, but the time is correct. Um, they weren't brewing green beer back then. Or at least not trying to. 
Okay. But they did start observing St. Patrick's Day in 1631. However, it was not what we know as St. Patrick's Day. It was uh, not as secular in nature, not uh, filled with parades and what have you. There were um, no floats. No floats. In fact, uh, they actually closed most businesses, including bars at the time, to celebrate. It was more of a, a time for prayer and remembrance. Much as it is now. I uh, yeah. That's when I go to the bars on St. Patrick's Day. Prayer it's very prayerful and uh, one of remembrance. Good. But they do have green beer at the bars usually. Yeah. And snakes. <laughs> All right. Um, so it wasn't, uh, let's see, it wasn't until a little bit later on that green became the officially associated color with St. Patrick. Uh, what was the original so, uh, color that they associated with St. Patrick? Red. That is an incorrect answer. Purple. <laughs> Translucent. I have no idea. <laughs> Incandescent. No. Uh, blue. If oh. You could have just started picking a couple other colors from the rainbow. You would have hit it eventually. I would have. Uh, yeah. But hit it eventually. <laughs> translucent. Was that the last one you said? Yeah. Right. See-through. Like a snake skin. <laughs> when it peels? Yeah. All right. Or sheds? Yeah. It tells you how weird my mind is. That's where it went. <laughs> All right. Um, so that was in 1798. They decided. So this was a little more than another hundred years later. Uh, they said, all right, we need to adopt an official color because blue just isn't popping. Who's We're going to make it green. That's all they did in 100 years is choose a different color. Yeah, they wanted to... Is it like a formal council that met like once every 100 years? Yes. Well, it actually happened the year of the Irish Rebellion. Oh, so okay. maybe it was sort of kickstarted. They're like, hey, we don't want anything to do with this old school. Yeah. Anything blue, yeah, blue British get it related, out. we want to be right. Ireland. Let's, let's make this a new Ireland yeah. and make it green. All right. Uh, so, true or false, the first St. Patrick's Day parade took place in America, not in Ireland. I feel like we are parade people. I'm going to go with true. Excellent. Yes, the, uh, the many immigrants that came over ah, to America uh, all seemed to um, amass in a couple of places early on um, in the uh, history of America. And where do you think that first parade it took place? Had to be up in New York. Close. Uh, what? <laughs> I mean, New York is a big city, but there's another city that really prides itself oh, on it. Like Boston? Yay! There you go. <laughs> <laughs> oh, the Boston Celtics. Yeah, uh, my bad. I came around. <laughs> I, like the light bulb went off. I'm like, oh, I got it. It's all right. Um, yeah, so immigrants, uh, particularly... Uh, affluent immigrants said, hey, let's all get together and party, right? Um, we're going to have yeah. a, a celebration of everything that is Ireland. And they rallied around their saint in order to do so, um, put together a parade, and that took place in 1737. Nice. Um, so that was actually just a, a smidge before they turned it green. Um, all right. And then that was followed Shortly thereafter, uh, let's see, 1762, so about 40 years later, uh, New York decided that they wanted to jump on that bandwagon. Um, and then 
instituted their parade. Their parade now is considered to be one of the biggest parades in the world. Their St. Patrick's Day parade. Okay. True or false? The Saint or the the New York one? New York St. Patrick's Day parade, considered uh, the largest parade in the world. Ooh, in the world. Sure, true. <laughs> there you go. Uh, it is uh, it's staggering. Um, it's something like uh, I I, I want to say, I'll just tell you in hours. It it takes over five hours to complete. From beginning to end. Not for Steven. <laughs> Steven's into a parade for maybe 40 minutes. Okay. That would be your uh, I, your yeah, your they, length of time. Yeah, and you're like, going to need to speed those trucks up pulling the floats. <laughs> Throw the candy, one marching band, a couple floats, we're in. We're good. Have you been to a uh, not, St. Patrick's Day parade? I have not been to an, an Irish-themed parade ever. Okay. So all St. Patrick's Day parades you have not... I don't believe I've been to. Okay. There is a, a, a an amazingly large one near us. Yes. Right. And yeah, uh, in a very small suburb, right, of the uh, St. Louis area. That Dogtown? Well, that, that's a big one too. But I mean, like, that's an, that's an OG yeah. one. Um, I'm talking about Cottleville. Oh, they bring yeah, in like yeah. 10,000. Yeah, they, it's gotten big people. quick. Yeah, it's ridiculous. And they stopped doing it. They didn't do it this year. Yeah. And then instead they go, you know what? We're not going to do a parade because it costs too much to do parades for some reason now. And instead we're just going to put up tents. Everyone come hang out in our tents. So everybody put some tents and they have vendors. So it's now it's just a drinking occasion. <laughs> so it's a, it's a street festival. It's a street festival versus a parade. Huh? All right. Did you know that? Uh, I heard that they had canceled it, but when I got that news, there was no follow up. Yeah. They just said the, so the parade's going to be canceled. Rented the biggest tents you can find <laughs> okay. and put up tents everywhere and put heaters in them, even though it's they're not going to need heaters because it's like 77 degrees right. tomorrow. But anyway, yeah. So Okay. Yeah. And uh, no parade. so that usually happens the Saturday before. The downtown parade usually happens the Saturday before, and it did, from what I understand, but yep. it was like 10 degrees. So yeah, I did. It was horrible. Yeah. <laughs> did not attend that, um, but was coming off a long work week anyway. So I needed to catch up on some sleep. Um, plus we lost that hour, which is great. Cause now we have more sunlight and that okay. is daylight saving time. I refer to, I love it. And, and as we've mentioned on a previous show, that's what we would love to keep all year round. And we're going to, cause Congress is going to pass it cause it already it is. the Senate and it's going through the house now and it'll be signed. So yeah. Oh, wow. After that's 2023. A... Okay. The goal. Yeah. So we'll have to change clocks again this year, um, in 2022 and then 2023, we'll just keep will change to stand will to daylight time and never go back as long as it gets signed. But right, it's already made it through one house of Congress, so it's, I mean, it's it only needs the House of Representatives to sign it, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, well, they need to uh, uh, adopt it as a yeah. Also, maybe throw an amendment on there, like someone wants a new bridge yeah, or something. Sure. Somebody, yeah. <laughs> and then it'll get passed to the president's desk. He yep. will actually sign it, and then we will no longer have standard time. We'll oh, only have that is so good. So it'll just stay as what we recommended. So we were probably not the first, although we would love to take credit for it. Um, that is yep. excellent. So we just had this, you know, we go to family dinner this last uh, weekend and we have a long conversation about it. And and uh, it was all for really not. It is we didn't, for not because there's already been bills passed, right? So you're already, we're already on our way. Oh Which my I gosh, never what a world happen. we live in. I know, right? They can't get crap done, except for they're like, oh, you know what? We're tired of changing clocks. Let's well, fix that. Hopefully that gets through and it's not some sort of partisan issue. 
Uh, where are we at in the timeline here with St. Patrick? So St. Patrick's Day officially switched over from a strictly holy holiday uh, for Catholics to an official Irish public holiday in 1903. Okay. So that was a year before the great St. Louis World's Fair. Yeah, also the Olympics that took place here. Yeah, 10 or 12 years before the, the great Titanic sunk. Mm-hmm. So ever since then, everyone has been having parades, drinking green beer, wearing uh, uh, clovers, kiss me, I'm Irish, yep. pinching people that aren't. So 1903 is really how things took off. The great start of what we know today is St. Patrick's Day. Awesome. And Ireland fully embraced it at that point because why? Drives revenue. It's money. Boom. Yeah, I don't have a money uh, thing on here. We'll just go I know I need a cha-ching on here. <laughs> uh, write that down for the little elves that are working on this. Um, give me a cha-ching sound effect. All right, so um, they bring in tons of revenue now, uh, embracing the St. Patrick's theme, um, and uh, good on them. So the biggest drinking day in America is St. Patrick's Day. True or false? False. That is, seeing as we were, I was trying to throw you a curveball, because seeing as we were talking about the holiday, I thought, well, maybe you'd go, oh, well, Maybe maybe it snuck in there. It's got to be Fourth of July. Fourth of July is or, in front of it, and it's uh, Thanksgiving. It's got to be. It's in front fourth. Of it. So okay. I'll tell you, it's fourth most popular. Christmas, three. Thanksgiving, and um, and uh, Cinco de Mayo. Dang. Christmas is correct. You were correct with not. fourth. You were not correct with Thanksgiving. <sighs> we eat more than we drink on Thanksgiving. Well, some of us do. What's a day that we really hammer at home? New Year's Eve. New Year's Eve. There it is. Those are the three, New Year's Eve, Christmas, and 4th of July. But the right. most popular to drink drink to have on St. Patrick's Day is? Beer. Beer. What kind of beer? Green. Green. What kind of beer in green? They don't actually do this for this beer. It's very dark. Oh, do you want Guinness? I would love a Guinness. Well, uh, we're not having <laughs> We're not having one tonight. I felt that was a little too on the nose to have a Guinness um, because we have yeah. drank that in regular rotation. So yeah. uh, we like, as you know, we tr like to try new things. So um, this one, this Flynn's uh, Irish Ale Red uh, is what we're trying here. But on St. Patrick's Day itself, I may have a Guinness and approximately 13 million pints of Guinness are served around the world for this holiday. All right. All right. Very good. Anything else you would like to add as far as your personal St. Patrick's Day thoughts, even though you're not Irish? Uh, well, yeah, I'm adopted. So I, I always just go, yeah, whatever the holiday is, I'm going to celebrate it, it to whatever extent I want. So I, I mean, I'm, I think I've got some English in me. I think I've got uh, uh, some, I'm sure I've got some. Today, mate. Right. Some Throw Austra another shrimp on the bobby. You're always saying that. Australian in me, for sure. No. Um, yeah, so <laughs> I'm okay. So you have not, and this is funny because I'm just now kind of thinking that I of this. Have you never taken like a, a 23 and yeah, or whatever? Just to see what your I haven't. pie is of ethnicities. I haven't. That make um, you? I know okay. what half of my pie is. The only, I don't. I only don't know the other half of the right, pie. So, right. um, but I also um, am worried that if I in those tests, if you take those things, somebody else can then be linked to you. And if 
if like, you know what I mean? Like, oh, you've right. got this out there. And and I don't think I, I know for a fact my biological dad doesn't know I exist. I don't right. want them to accidentally find out through a twenty three and me test or something that you've like that's weird. Um, so I can I want you have to be able to I, click a box to opt perhaps, out or something. Yeah, I don't know. and say I just want these. Yeah, don't show this to anybody. Right. Don't connect me because I know I think ancestry dot com is sort of the one that yeah. you know links a lot of people and stuff. But if you did the you know what ethnicity am I and tell me my health stuff right DNA. Uh, then you should be able to check out, you know, a box of don't share your own this privacy thing. Right? And there are people that are probably listening. They're pulling their hair out because they, it's like it's government tracking. It is. They're go- putting your right. DNA on file, and they'll come arrest you because they're like, <laughs> when, when somebody in your family goes to court, they'll use your twenty three and Me genetics as going, oh, well, this has to be your brother who killed mm. this person because your stuff is on file. Anyway, I get that. I'm just that's not the reason I don't do it. I mean. I'm, so what if half of your DNA pie is Irish? I'll probably start celebrating. <laughs> but I'll probably also never know, and I'll be okay with that too. <laughs> oh, that's ex- that is hilarious. I'm gonna. I know what I'm getting you for Christmas. A 23andMe kit. Yeah, I'm gonna have you like spit into a vial and, and not even tell me. Just go get it and have it sent to you. <laughs> right. Okay, we can reveal it on a podcast. Yes, the big reveal. Yeah, That'd and it's awesome. all it's like all Irish. Um, for the fifty percent Irish, lassie, matey, yeah. no something, lad. There you go, lad. lad. All right, lad. So, um, have you? Uh, I, I know you've been sipping on this uh, Flynn's Irish Red. Tell me, how do you like it? Um, I'm almost done with mine, and it's um, it's pretty delightful. I'm a big fan of Irish Reds. Um, Killian's is a, yeah. Like I've we I grew up on some of that stuff too. Right. Um, that was the the nice beer that my dad always had in the refrigerator. That um, if I got to have a nice beer, it was a Killian's Red. I like it a lot. It's not a bad beer. Um, I'm digging it. So good on you, Public House. Uh, you want a rating? I think only the Irish call it refrigerator. That in St. Louisans. Refrigerator. Fridge in the refrigerator. We had Killian's high class beer. Highfalutin. We we also drank a lot of Killian's in college. Like if uh, we were. Just had just enough money to go past the penny pitcher, the penny pitchers, or you know whatever the uh, the beer that it was on tap that was dirt cheap. You know if we had just a little extra, if you're feeling rich, you'd get we'd some go beer. get a six of the bottles. Killian's Red, ah, oh, so good, so good. I, I'm I'm on board with this. Um, this is a hard three, a four to me. So I'm gonna go with three probably. I would put it in rotation and drink it. I like it. Yeah, it's public house. They make some good stuff. I'm uh, I'm right with you. This they is, don't sponsor us. Uh, they should. All right, but how are you feeling about? I'm going to drive up there and uh, let them know that they it's, need to listen to this episode and the last episode where we're highly rating their beers. Uh, so I I actually I think I'm going to give it a four because um, this is a really good red. I when I go to a restaurant, there are times where I'm like I want to I want want a red beer. Right, um, and <laughs> in a, I, or I uh, I is that in the same with a genre as uh, Amber's? Uh, not really. I feel like it's just it's kind of a, a close, maybe cousins, kissing cousins. Sure, uh, but you know, red beers. Uh, I will just go, man. That really because I, I think I th- I think back to the Killians, right? Mm-hmm. I, I want that taste, and uh, it's hard to find. At least for me, I haven't had a lot of. Uh, red beers that are good and this is really good yeah. so i would say this is probably a go-to red i'm going to put this in the beer fridge to go hey when i have that itch 
for a red beer that needs to be scratched. Yeah, this is gonna do it. To me, I think I like Killian's a little bit better than this, but it's a good beer. Yeah, I like it. It might, you know, and it's funny. It's been a long time since I've probably been a few years since I've had Killian, so I don't know that I have that Mm -hmm. taste. Right on the ready to call up, but so this may be as good or better, or you know, yeah. it'll be interesting. But right. I, I'll give it a four. All right, cool. All Put right, it well, in the good. book. Awesome. Mark it down. It is marked down. It is in the record. Put it in pen. I'm not changing it. It's 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 in <laughs> pen on the record. Excellent. You can't change it. Put it in the database. It's not in the database yet. Um. So, can I uh, can I regale you with stories from a from a trip? I would be perturbed if you didn't. Okay. I want to hear about this fanciful trip. Well, well, I'm not going to get too you deep. You away. In, yeah. I'm not going to get too deep into the trip. I will tell you, we went to the Keys. I hadn't been to the Keys yet. If you haven't gone to the Keys, it's kind of fun. I like it. We enjoyed ourselves. Had a Key really, Largo? We went, well, Key Largo is the first one. So <laughs> we stopped there and ate. Then Montego? Uh, there's baby why don't we go no there was no beach boy songs playing which was kind of disturbing did you finish on kokomo we didn't <laughs> um we finished on uh i guess we finished the last day second to last day was key west but um we did see um all the sea cows you could want on key largo and a couple other places so we got to see manatees in real life which was cool i thought it was neat they're just basically floating logs yeah um they're big too they're, or they're, they're kind of big lazy big lazy don't do a whole lot yeah yeah, not real active. Um, kind of like the panda bear of the of the sea <laughs> nice. world. Yes. Um, but yeah, so we had a really good time. We went to went and stayed kind of in the middle of the keys and, and went to Marathon for a day and went to Key West for a day and went to Hemingway's house and uh, my wife's into cats. So we petted the hundred and fifty thousand cats that are at Hemingway's house. And if you've never been to Hemingway's house, the house is cool. The stories in there are cool. Ernest he, Hemingway? Ernest Hemingway. The writer? Yes. Okay. Um he was a big sportsman, avid sportsman, loved Key West. He actually had a house on the out in the Keys that he could escape to and ride at that was just sitting on stilts out in the middle of the ocean. Um, uh, liked to drink, liked his cats. He inherited a cat that had seven toes or six toes from a general um, that he admired, and he those cats have bred since then, and there are still genetic... Um, uh, ancestry of those cats still on the property. And a lot of them all have six or seven or eight toes. They have some of it on the front. They're bipedal, uh, whatever that is. I think polypedal, polypedal, whatever that is. You got um, me. <clears throat> if you look it up, though, it's weird. And I learned something today. See? Um, so <laughs> a bunch of the cats there are still all the lineage of, of Hemingway's cats, but there's hundreds of cats on the property. It's crazy. So my wife sent a cat. So we petted cats for an hour and a half, literally walked around every corner, every potted plant had a cat in it, every bed, every bathtub, every, every nook and cranny had cats. There were cats everywhere. And you just walk around and pet cats. Wow. Does, does anybody live there or is it just for tourists? Uh, it's a, it's a museum now. Okay. Museum. Okay. Yeah. And they just live on the property and yeah, they just enjoy themselves and, they have all these little cat houses where they can go get food anytime they want. And they have little cat, like a, a, a replica of Hemingway's actual, the house that you're touring. They have a replica of it in the back that's made for the cats. That's like three, you know, three floors of cat house for the cats to go in and out of that they can be undisturbed so that the tourists stop messing with them. But yeah, it, it's, a, it's a cool house. I mean, it's a, it's a neat museum. It's a cool house to go uh-huh. into. Um so yeah, it, it was it was a good trip. We had a good time. We ate a lot of good food, drank a lot um, on on the water most of the time. Saw a lot of cool fish. Got to do a lot of cool stuff. So 
Very yeah. relaxing. You sent uh, me a picture and I think posted it out there of mm-hmm. having a uh, Corona Refresca Moss. Refresca Moss. Yes. I had a couple of those down oh, there. Oh, that's so good. Oh, um, they were super Refresca Moss down there. <laughs> were they just, there were a lot of them? Like you saw them and you're like, hey, we loved these things. Yeah. yeah. And the Put guy, it in my coolie yeah, now. And the guy at the convenience store is like, I don't give a crap. Do you want to buy this or not? I'm like, yes, I want to. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So yeah. So we I had some I had some key lime um, key lime beer down there that was really good that I wish I would have brought been able to bring bring back. Um, I, a lot of cool cans and stuff that um, I drank down there just because of probably be, mostly because of this podcast. I'm like, I want to try something new. I want to try something regional. Right. Um, it was really cool. I, I enjoyed it. Uh, my wife had a good time. Um, but really, the main topic for this is uh, on our way back i wanted this is kind of what kicks off the story and it's going to be a choose your own adventure if that's okay yes um because i'm not really sure where you want to take this but on the way back um we flew um out of miami back to st louis we get on a plane um and most of the plane is full there are happen to be two rows of, of three seats each right um that don't have three people in it my role with my wife and then the row in front of me, every other seat in the whole plane full. is full. Okay. So the people in front of me don't know each other. My wife and I are like, let's sit with a seat in between us. We got all kinds <laughs> nice. of room. Like it's great. Um, right. Because we've been on vacation Spread together. Spread out. Right? Like, let's get some room here. Let's lift the armrests up, not be all impeded. Um, the, the, the guys in front of us didn't know each other and sat down. And one guy looks at the other guy and he says, he goes, oh, uh, I don't think we're, anybody else is coming to this row. Um, maybe I'll just move over here to this other seat and we can have a seat in between us. And then I won't, you won't hear from me again. I'm probably just going to go to sleep. And we are like, oh, this is going to be great. Like quiet time. There was a bunch of kids on the, the plane, but I'm like, ah, it's, I'm used to kids being on planes. Right. And usually they, they do okay. Um, one minute into the flight, those two in front of us start talking. It's an older guy and a young guy. Um, and... I'm not I'm not 100% eavesdropping but I'm 50% eavesdropping <laughs> and my wife is 50% eavesdropping and they start talking about what they do for a living and where they're what you know being from wherever and blah blah blah. Um I'm going to cut to the chase real quick and we're going to get to the choose your own adventure. All right. Um so the guy apparently goes down to Colombia. He's flying back. The older guy flies is flying back from Colombia, connected in in Miami and got on a plane to go back to uh St. Louis airport. Um and he's like, I go down to Columbia all the time. I run an agency down there. I'm like, great. So they talk, start talking for a little bit more. And we find out um, through both discussion that they're having that's probably too loud because now they're sitting a, a, a person apart. Like there's a, a speak right. seat in between them. Now they're having to talk over the engine noise, which yes. we're sitting right on top of the wing. So they're like yelling <laughs> at each other. Um, when he says agency, he means um, pornography. Uh, I was gonna. Th- I was thinking cocaine or something. No, no. I was. Yeah, it could have been that. He could have been a drug mule for all okay. we know, but too. But, um, but he is. He started a, a, an agency to get Colombian women to take pictures and put them on the internet. Kind of a like a uh, what was the site we talked about at one point in time? Oh yeah, that um, they were gonna shut down. Only, only friend. Only only fans. Only fans. There you go. Yeah, I think only that's fans. It. Fan, yeah. So it sounded kind of like that. Um, and so, he, and I don't realize it's that until about, you know, let's call it 30 minutes into the flight. And he starts, he pulls out his phone and starts pulling up 
photos and videos. And now he's, oh, no. he's, he's sharing them across one seat. Like he's sitting on the aisle. The, the kid, the younger guy is sitting um, against the window and they're sharing his phone right in the middle seat. So I'm looking through the crack right. at what appears to be pornography. At more crack. At crack. A hundred percent. Yes. <laughs> um, All right. And they talk about that the entire two and a half hour flight. Oh my gosh. At, at, in my, and I'm two like, and a half hours, two and a half hours. If, if the young Columbian guy going, porn. you've got the best, you've got the best job ever. And him going, well, like humble brag, humble brag, humble brag, humble. Like it was, it was nauseating. And we, and my wife and I listened so much and eavesdropped so much that we actually started picking apart a story. And I know there's a bunch of lies in it because all the math doesn't add up. Like I've been my, you know, like he, my ex-wife did this, but now I've got a three-year-old. Like all of his math is all wrong. His lie, he got all wrapped up into lies because this one young guy was thinking he was so cool. I think he just started making stuff up at right, some point. Right. But he did have a lot of pornography on his phone and he was showing it and no volume, but the guy, the kid, you know, the kid who's looking at it is going, that's great, bro. Like just going crazy about it. Right. And I'm looking over at my wife and I'm like, oh, my God, what is going <laughs> right. on? How Could young you, was the kid? Like 20? Uh, he's probably 25, 26. And I say kid, but he's, you know, I've got a kid that age. So that's why I yeah. call it that. I've got, he's, uh, I'm going to go with 25. And he, and he said he was, I, I would have guessed him at about mid 40s. I think my wife overheard him saying he was 50 something, 51. <laughs> okay. Uh, not a super attractive looking guy. Um, but talking about, you know, all these models that he's hooked up with and just, it just, it was, a, it was a whole lot of weird. I'm not going to lie to you. It's a lot of weird. So here's the, here's the, um, choose your own, choose adventure. your own adventure part. Um, there is a part of me that wants to have a conversation about, um, uh, so <laughs> <laughs> uncomfortable situations that you've been in. And, and I have a list of things that I, I could run you through of, of whether or not those things make you like, what makes you uncomfortable to where you're like, uh, you're looking around going, Oh my God, is this really happening to me? Cause that's kind of where I was. Okay. Um, and then the second part of, um, me wants to have a conversation about, um, there's obviously a market for, um, uh, women, uh, pornography and women and that kind of thing. Um, but where do you fall on the exploitation of women versus there's a market for it. So it's supply demand kind of thing. Um, and you make good, you can make good money that way. And that might be good money to you. And that's who am I to judge you for your, for your morals or well, like, who am I to like throw Christian values at you? That kind of right, thing. Right, right. So I'm going to let you choose your own adventure on this one and go, do you want to go the pornography um, <laughs> exploitation, exploitation of women during uh, women appreciation month or do you want to <laughs> do you want to uh, go yes, the good uh, timing yeah um let's go uncomfortable situations uh with the <laughs> with just the <laughs> and the side note is because um i think you and i would probably just agree you know we we've agree that you know again if, if there's willingness to do a service willingness to you know without if there are everybody involved is uh, consenting adults and money is changing hands in a consenting manner without um, pressure or physical um, intimidation or anything like that, that, you know, uh, it, it, we tend towards the capitalism of that and say, go for it. If there's a market for it, uh, make your money and move on. And we might not ever be a part of that uh, because we don't want to be a part of that. Right. That's just not, not our choice, but we wouldn't force that again being at a, if we think about a free, uh, uh, capitalistic society where all parties involved are in it of their own free will. So I think we, I could wrap up my 
on that, where I think it's much more interesting to go down the uncomfortable situation route. <laughs> so, because I would like to hear a situation you think I would be uncomfortable in, because I don't even think I would be uncomfortable in that situation on the airplane. I would just shake my head, put in my earphones, and turn it up, right? Because I like, I I have heard conversation before that you know you're go, you go okay, you are in the wrong place for this conversation. Right. You're having it at a, a loud yep. volume. It's really probably not appropriate. Uh, but you know you haven't gotten to a point where it's offensive to me. So if someone else shuts you down, I, I could see that happening. Someone going, um, guys, you guys need to uh, right kind of back off the porn yeah. just a smidge. <laughs> <laughs> so crazy. You're on a plane. Um, I don't know why two and a half hours you felt like it needed to go on. I thought you were going to say something like 30 minutes. <laughs> no, no. It oh, was my the, goodness. The whole freaking truck. Yeah, time. I would have I checked out uh, uh, early on. I would have put my earbuds in, turned on a movie, and uh, my wife was lost. reading. I was playing games on my phone, but it was almost a train wreck, and, and yeah. you couldn't not want to listen because I'm like, like I don't know where he's going with this the whole story and how far he's going to stretch it. It was a, it was again crazy, and I maybe I'm just freaking nosy. Not not maybe I am nosy yeah, I mean, about it's stuff. Human, you just can't. I couldn't help it. Yeah, I'm like now I'm ha- I'm three quarters. It's human listening. nature, right? Yeah. When your your ears perk up, especially on a topic that's not exactly. It's not like somebody was talking, talking about, about stocks or right, something. Right. Like, oh, yeah, something that you've already heard a lot about, or it's about a boring type topic. This is something that's you know. Technically, uh, I would have listened about stocks too. But just, <laughs> yeah. What do you know? Yeah. Um, what should I buy? Yeah. Please don't say crypto. All right. Well, uh, are you going to give me All some? Right, so yeah. So situations. So. In public, these are the so I was. This is what spawned this. Is I'm like, there's all kinds of situations I've been in in public that I'm like, oh, that's that's uncomfortable. That's kind of weird. So tell me, do you do you get uncomfortable when you see people adjusting their own underwear in public? No, uh, and I hope that they don't get uncomfortable when I do it. <laughs> <laughs> okay, because there do are you do it a lot. If it needs to be done, I mean, there. I, I don't make. I don't make a giant show out of it. Or um, have you tried making a show I, out of it? Sometimes. Oh, uh, okay. You know, uh, only on special occasions. Um, but you know, there are times when your, your underwear just are in a weird place, and you're like, "Yeah, I'm just. I can't deal with this. So I'm just going to pull and tug in a certain couple of areas, uh, and hopefully it, everything will be adjusted correctly, and then you won't have to see me looking like I'm uncomfortable. Okay. So. Um, all right. So, so social gatherings, mm-hmm. when you either only know one or two people at a, like a social gathering and you're just basically standing on your own doing nothing, um, or, or interacting with those one or two people who probably have other people they might know, um, or you're at a social gathering and you don't remember anybody's name. You, you probably should, like you're at a place that yes. you should remember people's name, but you go, Oh my God. If that person walks up to me, <laughs> I have no idea what their name is. And uh, I know their right, face. right. And that does happen. Um, we've talked about this before, and uh, we said who is more likely to forget people's names, but we both have a bit of an issue with that. Yep. Uh, when I have seen people, I do try to give myself a buffer so to try to remember. Yeah. So I'll look over, I'll see someone and go, okay. I immediately need to try to start connecting the dots to a name or maybe find someone who I think knows her name. Usually that's my wife. Um, and and go, hey, what's that person's name? Go just to in the all-seeing yeah. oracle, all-knowing oracle. But, and, you know, yeah. if the person starts to approach, uh, I just use the tricks of the trade. Hey, how's it going? Guy. It's been a long time. Yeah. Uh, remind me the last time we talked. You know, how long has it been? And you kind of – my best – 
Just uh, trying to jog a memory somewhere, right? That triggers yes. it. Yeah. But I also enjoy like the the way I interact with people is mostly having them talk. Uh, and then bouncing off of what they're talking about. So I love asking questions. You're a counter puncher? Sure, yeah. So yeah. if I ask you, hey, when's the last time we talked? How long has it been? Well, then you start to talk, to, right. to, to it, fill that yeah. stuff in. The and ball then, is in my court now, yeah. not in yours. Yeah. All right. All right. Um, so how about being in a group where someone has body odor? Does it make me feel uncomfortable? Yes. Do you go, oh my God, I, I probably should tell somebody. Or I'm not going to say, hey, you smell horrible. Uh, so but, I, it's not beneath me to say, um, to. Uh, that's a really tough one. I don't necessarily feel uncomfortable, I guess, from a standpoint of like, if, I, if it's so bad that I don't want to be around them, I will just sort of excuse myself from the situation. Because, yeah, I mean... You go, hey, this is just a lot. I don't know that I've ever been in that much of a situation. Uh, it's, I don't want to say it's happened once or twice where somebody was just of a different culture right. and a different We've had, area. Had some cultural areas. Yeah, so. and like if we're traveling and we're amongst people of a lot of different cultures, and it's like, oh, you know, this yeah. is a, deodorant. This is it, right? This culture. is a different smell than I'm used to. I will just mosey on away from it, and usually. I mean, if you get greater than 10 feet, it's not, you know, something that's yeah. overwhelming. Get upwind. <laughs> right. um, if it's if it's someone that's close enough to me uh, that I know their name, um, I might uh, go, um, hey, uh, I don't know what, did you run into something on the way here? Uh, <laughs> run into a chicken coop? <laughs> I try to make it funny, right? Like tending to the hogs yeah, lately? Cause yeah, because most no. of the time someone's probably going to know, or if I can even help the situation, like if we're at my house and we're having a gathering, it's like, uh, I got some deodorant if you need it. <laughs> wow. Um, right. That would, I mean, but if I know you enough that I'm, pro I'm inviting you over to my house. That's fair. You know, okay. Uh, I can buy it. Yeah. I'm not afraid to like, if you smelled, I'd be like, dude, you smell. <laughs> I appreciate that. I would because I would want to know. Right. Okay. So um I have to do this one just for funsies. Um, what about wet clothes? Do you get uncomfortable when you're in wet clothes? I, I think yeah, I mean I gotta say everybody's probably uncomfortable in wet clothes. Now to the detriment that your wife has, where we've talked about it's before. An affliction. Right. That's uh it's a she takes it to the next level. Yeah. You know, where we if she gets home. a little bit uh, on a on a sleeve, you know, she'll go and change. Yeah. Um, I'm not, uh, to that level. If, uh, I've, I've had a few times where like, uh, I've gotten my sleeve dipped into something like, yeah. um, a pool or something, whatever. And the water, you know, it, it travels it up. Wicks. <laughs> yeah. right? doesn't matter how far in the yeah. water or you're in the cooler your, or something. Yeah, All of a sudden it's like goes up to your elbow and then, and you're like, holy cow, this is a lot of water and I can really feel it. Um, I'll just wait it out or I'll, I'll try to squeegee it out with my hands and then roll it up and then just wait till it dries. Uh, if it's like my entire pants or front, like something spilled on me. You got to get out of it. I'd get out of it. Yeah. Okay. I go, okay, I got to, I, I got to, if I can. I mean, the only pr I can think of is if you're like at a, you know, go to a museum and you're on a tour yeah, of some you sort. Gotta, you got to just live right. with it. And uh, maybe you're at uh, SeaWorld and you're walking past a tank we and will, some crazy fish like yeah. splashes you like crazy. If we're at SeaWorld, yeah. we're still leaving SeaWorld if my wife gets wet. Well, then you find, you find a bathroom and then if hopefully they have one of those air dryers and you stick the nozzle yeah, those into your clothing yeah. and try to blow it out. <laughs> or you take uh, paper towels and start 
padding. Yeah, there's my naked wife at SeaWorld in the bathroom <laughs> trying to get an, an Emerson blow dryer, hand dryer to, to dry out all right. of her clothes. You put, yeah. the, put that nozzle up your shirt or up your shorts or something. Yeah, and sure. Turn it on. All right, so how about people... So I'm gonna. This is probably gonna twofold. Um, how about people fighting in front of you? And I'll go with people physically fighting in front of you. So if a fight breaks out in front of you, how uncomfortable does that make you? Uh, I hate it um, because I always feel a necessary, like a necessary move to get in the middle because I don't feel like anything's worth um, getting extremely hurt over. Uh, so I've gotten in in the middle of a couple of fights and the uh, when I was in high school i got a tooth broke and knocked out um because i got in the middle of a fight trying to break one up uh on vacation the one time i got in the middle they actually did break it up but then the person got really mad and went off and hit a door and uh you know broke their hand um i i just yeah i think it's i i don't like it like it drives me crazy right like because i'm i'm the person that's the opposite i'm like you know if if you and I aren't getting along, we can just move to the opposite sides of the room and talk to other people. Right. right? Coexist and I don't need to deal yeah. with you ever. Right. I don't. So does it make you uncomfortable to watch it? Uh, uncomfort is probably a good word. Okay. Um, I would say I, I, I get escalated on it, right? And, I, uh, you know, I. What's a good word for that? It, I it, guess uncomfortable. Yeah. In, intense, right? Like yeah, to it's me, intense. That, it Everything drives gets a bunch elevated. of anxiety in me. I'm like, oh my God. This is really right because I don't want to see someone get. I don't want to see her get crazy hurt. Yeah, agree. Okay, yeah. so now what about when you have to watch another couple fight in front of you? That's great. You love I that? love it, right? Because yeah. I know it's not me. Because sometimes it's me fighting. <laughs> 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 now, um, the yeah. question is like, are you more uncomfortable when it's you fighting? Yeah. Um, How about that? But you know, and you've been around I have. Uh, me and my wife when you know, we sort of play fight about things. And um, some of it is sort of that tongue-in-cheek or, uh, you know, on the level kind of thing where there's a smidge of truth to, you know, maybe what we're going on about. Yeah. But we like to we like to push at each other sometimes for entertaining ourselves. Yeah, you're snarky with each other. Yes. There's a reason for the snark, but it's still <laughs> 50% in fun, 50% right. out of pure snark. Like, yeah, and, I, and I, we, always, we always tell each other if we didn't do that, then things are probably bad. Um, if we have the ability to do that, then we're getting it out. We're, we're, you know, like still got to tell some truth. Yeah. Okay. Um, but yeah, when other couples are fighting, I don't think that makes me uncomfortable. It, it, uh, there's probably a myriad of uh, other emotions. Number one, if it's something really stupid and minuscule, I kind and hopefully they're not, and I don't feel like they're on the verge of like divorce. Um, then I kind of laugh at it and I, and I go, yeah, we all go through that. Sorry, it's you this time. You got yeah. the wrong. You picked the short straw <laughs> on this dinner or wherever you're at. Um, if it's really heated, then uh, then it's one of pity. Uh, just going, you know, because maybe we've seen it coming or something. I don't know. Yeah. That's a terrible thing to say. But, I mean, you know, some there's couples some couples it. that yeah, it's that like, oh, all right. They kind is, of beat each other up fairly yeah. frequently and do stupid crap to each other. And Right. And then it's like, well, how is this going to? take away from the rest of right does this ruin the uh, evening right does it ruin the evening because yeah. that'll suck it won't make me uncomfortable that'll just make me pissed <laughs> <laughs> okay all right all right um last one are you answering any of these by I the didn't. way um i i so let me i will go back and say uh wet clothes don't bother me i i duck hunt and i get wet con- I like my arms and yeah, legs yeah, are wet yeah. all the time um 
when people fight in front of me, physically fight makes me super anxious and, and mm-hmm. uncomfortable. When I watch couples fight, it does make me uncomfortable because I feel like there's something in me that jumps out and goes, I want to be a marriage counselor. Oh yeah. I can see that about you. And Give them a survey. Yeah. And I'm like, I think we can talk this out. And right. I'm like, this is not my business. I should be getting to, I should back the heck away from this. And so I, I'm torn. I get, I get uncomfortable because I'm torn and I go, I think I could help. And then I go, this isn't my place to help. Why am I trying to like, I just shut up. Have like, you guys like, considered watching Colombian porn together? Right. Yeah. <laughs> how, yeah. How tuned in are you to uh only fans? <laughs> right. Uh, Colombian version. Yeah. I know a guy. I do. Yeah, I can I get you hooked know. up. Oh man. Good gracious. Um, all right. Last one. Uh, and this one does make me uncomfortable. In case you're wondering, um, watching someone else's kid throw a fit. Hmm. No, that does not. And uh, it actually, it, it, uh, this is, uh, what's the right word for this? I, I'm interested to see how, how they, things are going to go down. I want, and it's a, this is me, my this sickness. This is like live TV. Yeah. This is my sickness of loving the human experience, right? I love the way people think or seeing how the people think, seeing what actions they take and just understanding the human psyche kind of thing. And kids are the great breaker of people. Uh, like their, their ability to hold something in, right? Yeah. Like you could pretend you can fake it until you you make it without a kid about being happy. Kids will break you. Right. But if you got a crazy, you know, uh, I shouldn't say crazy, but like, you know, if your child is just having a really bad day or whatever is causing them to have a meltdown, um, my first thing is, as a parent, because I've had two, and you've had two, I go, been there. Okay. Yeah. So now, what are you going to do? I know what I had to do, um, you know, or yeah, what I felt it's like I had experiment to do. To see if they do the same, handle it the same yeah, way. Yeah. How you are would? you going to handle That's it? Funny. And and I like to try to get, like, if they make eye contact, I, I try to hold the eye contact to go, Yes, I'm parent. Your, I'm on it. your side. Yes, yes. yes. <laughs> like, like encouraging. Right. I don't want to do don't a, like that a little jackass that's on the floor <laughs> right. throwing a fit at Walmart. I don't want to act like it is bothering me or it's like right. something that they're doing wrong. Like, oh my gosh, can you see what this person's doing? Um, and that's where I always, that's my uncomfort feeling is going, I want to make sure the parent knows if they're, if they're trying to parent, even if it's like semi the wrong way or not the way I would do it. If they're trying, I'm on your side. Like, but I feel like I need to like reach out and tell them, like make eye contact with them, go, mm-hmm. oh my God, your kid's completely losing their mind. Kids do that. I get it. It's it's embarrassing. Just know we everybody around you've probably had kids. Yeah. And they're all like, Oh, I hate when my kid does that. Right. Like your your kid's not the first person in the world who who like kicking and screaming right. on the floor right. at Walmart. It won't be the last. Yeah, I've Today. actually said things to strangers. In co- sort of in a congr- uh, like a either congratulatory or uh, just supportive, uh, way. supportive, right? To go, you know, I- even if it's just a little one off, like you deserve a drink after that. You you're doing a good yeah. job. Keep it up, you know. Just yeah, just random to right. say you're not a you're not alone here in the yeah, aisles of Target. Right. Exactly, um, but it still makes me uncomfortable. Going now, I feel like I have to be involved somehow because I know they know I can hear their kid losing it. Like, <laughs> right. or like on a plane, I'm, that parents that's try right, to do everything right. they can do, but you got right. a, a kid that's ears are popping and they're screaming yeah, and like, yeah. it's just a bad deal. And there's nothing they can do. I'm, I just want to go. It's all good. I, I, I feel you. I've been there. It's all good. Don't worry about me because I'm sure they're worried about everyone around them. Who's, who's going to judge them. 
Yeah. If they're a certain kind of person now on the flip side of it, when my kids were doing this, um, or and they still could, right? I mean, even though they're teenagers, they, they, they can still act a fool. Um, oh yes, they can. So, uh, but like if they were having a meltdown in the store when they were younger and stuff, I would not get uncomfortable. I would just take a step back and I'd go, look, everybody's looking at you. You're making a fool out of yourself. You're not going to get what you want. And look, I'm not going to do anything about it. So I'm just going to keep walking and you can decide you can either walk with me and uh, act right. And uh, oh man, it'd probably drive them crazy. Well, they didn't do it often because that's what happened. They wouldn't get, you know, I mean, the outcome wouldn't be what they wanted. So, but I was the, you know, I was like, doesn't bother me. Look around. We got an audience full of people watching you. And if anybody butt. thinks I'm doing a terrible job, well, they don't have to go home with you. So um, I don't care if people think I'm doing a terrible job. The parents out there that have experienced this, they know they've been there too. <laughs> so, um, yeah. I, have you uh, been uncomfortable when your kids were? Oh, yeah. I mean, but, you know. My kids are angels. Um, no, I'm just kidding. Um, <laughs> nice. Like everybody goes through those phases and, yeah, and yeah. goes through that stuff where they're pushing boundaries and that's what they're supposed to do. Right, that's what right. we did as kids. That's what they do as kids. They push and see how far they can get. Um, but yeah, and yeah, there's times when I've been like, I, you look around and you're like, everybody around here is, we talked last episode about imposter syndrome. Mm-hmm. It's that everybody around here is going, you're a horrible parent and you're not a horrible parent. You're just, you're, you're in the middle of a crisis with your, your child's in a crisis right, of what they deem right. as a crisis and you're having to deal with it. Like you're having to be a reactionary, which is not a good parenting style of just reacting to stuff all the time. So I, I of, of course have been embarrassed in public, but you know, my kids are like, <laughs> you know, yelling something or saying something out loud or whatever, but my kids haven't done that very often. Um, my oldest That's kid good. Is, is a That's quiet good. child. So right. she didn't say, she didn't want to bring all that yeah, attention she on, did not bringing a lot of attention to herself. Uh, the youngest one, um, it's just like me. So we embarrass each other in public constantly on purpose just for funds, um, just to get a rise out of whoever's walking around in the target aisles or wherever we're at. So, all right. That's all I got for you. All right. Uncomfortable. And it, well, I was comfortable having this conversation. If we so were talking good. about porn, we wouldn't have been as comfortable. So that's good. <laughs> well, I'm glad that, uh, you know, you got off the plane unscathed. Yeah. Everybody went their separate way. Great trip. Like you learned a lot about Colombian, Colombian porn, porn. which is great. Um, I think most of it was a lie, but he did have a lot of weird Colombian porn on his phone. So, um, you got your, uh, fill of cat time. We got cat time. We got Colombian porn time. We got keys time. time. I got tons of sun, like sun time. I didn't get a, I didn't burn as a grown adult for once in my life and put sunscreen on and tried to not get burned on a, on a vacation. Pretty novel concept for Steven. So. All right, we got less than two minutes to bring this home in under an hour. Go. Uh, You need to find us on our (laughs) socials and tell us um, about any of uh, the Columbia porn or cat experiences (laughs) that you have. Um, And you can do that on any of our socials, which is uh, at CanCombo on Facebook and Instagram. You can do that uh, on Twitter, can underscore at can underscore combo. Um, You can email Andrew directly, canedcombo at gmail.com. You can search for us on YouTube and you can smash the rating button (laughs) on wherever you find your podcasts. um, So we get some, some better ratings out there. Um, Some good ratings. We want to see ratings on our podcasts on Spotify, um, Google and, and, and Apple. And you can send us feedback on, on beers that you'd like to see us rate. Um, yeah. or topics you'd love to see us cover or like to hear us talk about. Cause those, those are always fun. So any participation you can, you want to do is great. So send us something on any of our socials or our emails. 
Cool. All right. And once again, public house Flynn's Irish red. We, uh, we enjoyed it. We yeah, think you one. should too. Yep. Um, we'll wrap this one up in just under an hour. So thanks you. Thank you. An Irish goodbye is one where you leave without saying the word.